Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's another week, which means it's another episode of the 929 podcast from Fiverr.com with me, your host, Ishan Akbar. This is the podcast where every week we interview entrepreneurs who give us their one key takeaway. Our guests this week have created a business that really values their sustainable and ethical practices. They've built a really strong relationship with a supplier in India to the point that they've become great friends. They're the founders of Lucy and Yak, Lucy Greenwood and Chris Renwick. And they've created a clothing brand which is known for their dungarees, or if you're American, overalls. So let's listen to them to find out why you should be elevating the partners that help build your brand. Lucy and Chris, tell us, what is the lesson you want to share with us today? So it is elevate the partners that build your brand. Elevate the partners that build your brand. Okay, this is interesting. We have a lot of brand-based conversations on this podcast. What do you mean about elevating those partners? What does that look like? So I think for us, that means to include them um, and sort of work with them as though they're not an external partner, but, but like include them as though they're almost part of your team. Um, which is which is what we did with our first supplier. It became like a really big part of the team, a really big part of the brand story. You, I, if you follow us on social media or anything, you'll see that we we talk about our partners as much as we talk about our staff in the UK, about um, our own journey in the UK. But also we, we we talk a lot about our partners in India as well. So it's it's really just including them as though they're part of the business rather than a customer like, rather than it was being a customer to them it's more like they're, they're like a partner with the with the supplier thing it kind of happened by accident with this we never set out to go let's be partners with our suppliers and what happened was when we were traveling india before we sort of set up lucy and yak we became friends with this guy ismail right. who is our main supplier and so this this kind of partnership with suppliers thing it was never intentional. Most of the stuff that we've done has not been intentional. We were never sat down and went, let's do an ethical right. business. Let's do a sustainable business. Everything just kind of happened. We just go with We just go where the universe yeah, yeah. takes us. You know what I mean? So given how rapidly you've grown over the last three years, you know, order number one is going to be very different to the order number you're on today. It's going to be different in size, different in demand. Have you responded to that by making your suppliers grow or have you grown by using different suppliers? It's been a bit of both, really. So our main supplier has grown from him and two of his friends to now employing about 100 people. He's built a factory in his, in his village. And so there's that element. But then also, so factories specialise in certain things. So wovens, jersey, um, denim. So as we've expanded into other categories, we've had to take on suppliers that specialise in jersey for like sweaters and T-shirts and then suppliers that specialise in denim for denim. But then we've also taken on... Um, two other suppliers to support with the growth on the sort of dungarees and trousers as well. So it's a bit of both, really. We're trying to grow Ishmael as much as he wants to. He's really keen just to keep growing, but we're trying to grow him at a sustainable rate that he can cope with. So it's kind of a bit of both, really. 
how how would you say that building these kind of relationships is good for business, whoever it might be? Because they, someone might be listening to this thinking, oh, it sounds like you have a nice time and a nice jaunt with these people, but actually I want to make profits and uh, make my business grow. Lucy, what would you say to someone who's thinking that? The more trust you've got and the more transparency you've got, like, you know, we do have some bigger suppliers now that, that you know, work with some of the high street and we still have close relationships with them because you end up with really open relations. Like, if a supplier knows that they can trust you to not, like, especially think of COVID. So, like, the fashion industry, one of the big stories for COVID has been the cancelling of orders and not paying the suppliers what they were owed. And if a supplier trusts, if, if they know you and they get to know it, like, they, they meet you and they trust you, and they trust that you're not going to do that to them, and, and vice versa, then you're going to get, they're going to give you better prices. They're going to try and work with you when you're struggling. Like, some of our biggest suppliers have been incredible in helping us to help Ishmael. Right, right. Like, and that's really rare, apparently. We, we employ a woman called Sonia in, who lives in New Delhi, and she kind of manages a lot of our factories. And she gets them all around the table together, and she's mm. like, Lucy, this has never happened. Right. What advice would you give to startups or entrepreneurs or even those established businesses who might want to elevate their clients and their suppliers into this partnership mold? Is there things they can do practically after listening to this episode? We kind of just do do what feels what feels right. And I guess, I don't know, you're dealing with humans. Just treat them like humans, get to know them. Certainly for startups, people starting out businesses, you know, you've got to get out, get out to that country that you're buying from. Don't just buy stuff remotely and, 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 and you'll enjoy it more. If you know, if you're, if you're just doing this, if you're doing this, I'm a buyer, you're a supplier, here's my order, send it here and I'll give you money. That is just so boring. That's just, what's the point in being in business if that's all you're going to do? Like, it's so much more rewarding to get in amongst it, understand the culture, spend time with them. And it, and, and you'll, and it's, and it works both ways. You'll, you'll give, you give them more. And we try to do this in our, in our own business with our employees where you know we, we treat them like adults you know no one's standing at the front door looking at their watch when they come in and, and as a result it's this two-way relationship where when we're struggling they'll help us when they're struggling we'll help them it's just we're, we're all humans and that's how we need to operate so you know your business you're both very committed to this idea of having an ethical and a sustainable business and they're words that you hear a lot and i've heard them for the last 15 20 years you seem to be doing it what does it look like practically? It's that question at the minute is like, what, what is ethical? What does sustainable mean? And certainly with the sustainable element, I think if, you, if you've got a business or make, you're making clothes and selling clothes, you're, you're, you're probably not sustainable because you're, you're taking something out of the ground or off the ground and you're, you're doing all these massive, you know, just to make a T-shirt involves so much water and cotton and this and that and there's so much wastage so so that's that's part of the problem and we we try to use and i think we do actually I think we we're 100 percent organic or recycled in the main part of the the product and we try to ishmael's got solar panels we try to use uh, we use paper packaging so i think with the sustainable thing it's it's trying to trying to go for the sustainable option but with the ethical element of it you have to look deeper into it's really easy nowadays to buy something and not sort of look behind the door and see who was making it or how it was made but it takes a little bit more work to go to the place and and actually see with your own eyes you know look at the pay slips look at the conditions it takes a little bit more work to do that we think it's work worth doing just to know for your own peace of mind that you're not adding to this 
some of the horrendous practices that uh, we know are happening around the world. What was it like making the transition from travelling, enjoying your life, to then running a business by accident, by your own admission? Do you know what? It was re- it's been really tough, but it's also been a lot of fun. Um, like, we are really both quite hardworking and we, we love being busy. I have to say, it, it's you'll never understand what a business owner goes through if you've not run a business you just can't even comprehend what's on the other side I think like we've got 100 staff now and I I had a bit of like a tough week last week just going I can't think about this many people all the time I feel like I'm constantly because we're the founders and it's so personal to us I feel like I'm constantly thinking about their lives even their personal lives you know like if there's anything going on in their personal lives you're like all of this and it's just I think that's the most challenging bit is like dealing with humans and having to you have to detach in some way otherwise it can drive you crazy do you know what I mean to sort of always be thinking about you know is is that person all right is that person all right is that person we try and do too much I think as a brand we've tried to please too many people I think in a lot of ways like we listen to our customers so much so that I think it's causing a bit of damage internally for like the team that are working on it. So we're trying to trying to figure out a way of sort of pulling ourselves out of that a little bit and saying, look, we we need to say we can only do so much, and these are the things that we're going to focus on, and these are the things that we're not. Well, look, thank you both so much for joining me today on Nine Twenty Nine. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I really enjoyed speaking to Lucy and Chris. You can really feel their enthusiasm and how that extended to them building a friendship with a supplier that ultimately helped them both grow. I think that's a really nice and valuable lesson on this episode. 929 is brought to you from Fiverr.com, a digital marketplace for freelancers. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, do all the good stuff, and I'll see you again soon. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.